0: The miracles of Christmas. We're going to look at the miracle of the moment this morning. The miracle of the moment, Galatians chapter 4. We'll be uh, at our particular text here in just a second. Um, Hopefully this will help us understand uh, or maybe for some of us just review the significance of the birth of Jesus Christ. Now we understand that he was probably not born in December but it was probably in the springtime but this is when it is celebrated so we take that advantage. Uh, The miracles we're talking about they're not miracles in the sense of uh, water being turned to wine or, or, or a lame man getting up and walking but rather they're, they're the foundational miracles of the work of Jesus Christ as he reveals himself to us as a Savior. Uh, the miracle that we're going to focus on again this morning is the miracle of the moment, and that is found in Galatians chapter 4, but I'm going to have you back up to chapter 3, verse 23, and we'll read down from chap- then down to chapter 4, verse 7. So Galatians chapter 3, find Verse 23. And it says but before faith came we were kept under the law shut up the uh, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto christ that we might be justified by faith but after that faith has come we are no longer under a schoolmaster for ye are for ye are all the children of god by faith in christ jesus for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither uh, Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under the tutors and governors until, until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage un, under the elements of the world. Verse 4 says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because of your sons, God has sent forth his sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now now where's the where's the miracle that we're looking at here? It's in it's in verses four and five. It says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. That is the miracle of the moment. This moment takes place in history. It's a, it's a set moment, a moment that has resulted from God's planning in eternity past before the foundation of the world. It's a perfectly timed and perfectly executed moment. It's a moment that is that is transformative in every way. Now, what's the impact of this moment? Well, before the moment, we were under the constraints of a schoolmaster. Um, I mean, chapter three, verse twenty-four; chapter three, verse twenty-five; chapter uh, four, verse two tells us this says, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. And then 325, but after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Chapter 4, verse 2 says, but, speaking of the child, is under the tutors and governors until the time appointed by the father. By using these words, Paul is calling to mind a a, a, a historical situation which was very common in in first century Greco-Roman culture uh, what what Paul has in mind here is 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 the status it's, it's the situation of the of the oldest son within the family structure uh, now he will uh, eventually own the estate uh, once once the father either passes away or passes control over to him at some point he, he will get to have a say in how the 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 estate is run but but he needs to be old enough before he gets that responsibility until that time and the time will be appointed by the father i mean he may be 18 he may be 21 he may be 30 uh, all that depends on really the father's whim when the father decides the son is ready until that time the son is under the oversight under the discipline of a guardian and, and and some versions translate it schoolmaster, some teacher, some guardians, but but the guardian or or, or, or or trustee is probably more descriptive of what the word did. Um, to see the meaning of this, um, I don't do this a lot, but I want to read you a little section from Plato. Okay, not not the stuff that your kids got stuck in the carpet. Okay, this is the philosopher. And after reading this, I think you'll agree with me. It would not be very fun being a child in in this culture, but let me read what he says in 3rd century B.C. Just as no sheep or other witless creature ought to exist without a herdsman, so children cannot live without a guardian nor slave without a master. And of all creatures, the child is the most intractable, for insofar as it above all others possesses a fount of reason that is is as yet uncurbed it is a treacherously sly and most insolent creature but wait there's more wherefore the child must be strapped up as it were with many bridles First, when he leaves the care of nurse and mother with guardians to guide his childish ignorance, and after that with teachers of all sorts of subjects and lessons, treating him as becomes a freeborn child. On the other hand, he must be treated as a slave, and any, and, and, and any free man that meets him shall punish both the child himself and his guardian or teachers if any of them does wrong." It would not have been fun to be raised in that atmosphere, would it? That's a frustrating situation to be in. Being in a position to own everything but being completely under the oversight or, or the discipline or the direction and restrictions of a guardian. And all of society will support the guardian over you every single Time. There, there will be freedom, but the freedom is unobtainable now. I and mean, how would you feel before before that moment? Before the moment um, you might as well be a slave, right? And Paul confirms this in chapter 4, verse 3, where he says, even so we, when uh, when we're children, uh, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Now, that's kind of a difficult verse to translate. Um, the English Standard Version says enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. Another translation says that they were in slavery under the elemental forces of the world. Um, But the Amplified says were kept like slaves under the elementary or man-made religious or philosophical teachings of the world. I'm not a big fan of, of the message translation paraphrase, but it, it does, at least in this case, help clear things up just a little bit. It says that when we were minors, we were just like slaves ordered around by simple instructions, the tutors and administrators of the world, with no say in the conduct of our own lives. Now, In, in my constrained position, condition then, I have, I have no control over my destiny. In my constrained condition, everything around me makes decisions for me. In my constrained condition, there are rules and laws and regulations uh, which, which set an impossibly high standard that I am expected to meet. And even when I do my best, no one is going to give me credit for it. They're going to praise the guardian that has oversight of me. I have the potential to have everything, but under this guardian, I have nothing just a slave that that's the feeling that paul wants you to feel about um, about what your spiritual journey is like from going from lost under the law to to saved he wants you to compare the two feelings one being under the law being of, of, of feelings of frustration feelings of being trapped Feelings of being powerless, feelings of being under the control of somebody else, just being stuck. All this world does causes grief, it causes distraction. We're thrown around by forces that take control of us and they make us their unwilling passive participants. Everyone tells us what to do, and we have no choice but to listen and obey. We're out of control, and we're out of answers. That is our life under the law. Now, that's, that's the headspace that Paul wants you to, to remember, those feelings of being manipulated and controlled and knowing that you're powerless. Then into that space steps our miracle this morning. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Why did he do that? To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. See, there is this moment in time when God and humanity intersects. We have God's son that's, that, that's divinity, that's, that's godhood, uh, born of a woman, that is, that is humanity, under the law, that's, that's, that's him fully identifying with the, with the hopelessness of humanity, and then to redeem or, or to bring equality with the Son, making us brothers with Christ. Now, it, it doesn't say brothers and sisters, okay? Ladies, um, you too have a position of brother. You, you, if, if you held the position of sister in this culture, you would be lower in rank than the brothers in the family. You, you want the position of brother. So once again... We see that Jesus raises the status of women. And once again, we see that true biblical Christianity is never oppressive to women. It may oppress their pride, but it does that with everybody's pride. We mentioned that in Sunday school, right? But everyone has position in Christ as brother. This is a perfectly timed event. I mean, in a sense, it's, it's, it's perfectly timed in relation to history, and at that moment, the Roman Empire covered you know, the known countries, pretty much, and, and, and all the countries were expected to know this one common language, which is the Greek New Testament, the Koine Greek was, was a language, Greek, Greek and Aramaic. Um, It's the language of the New Testament. Most everybody knew this. All the people were allowed to travel freely from one country to the next on relatively smooth roads. It's funny that that the Roman construction, you can still walk on some of their roads and they don't have potholes. (laughs) I don't know why that is, but yeah, their construction methods were more long lasting than ours. Yeah. You could travel just about anywhere in the known world on a Roman road. On the spiritual side, there were many disillusioned people. They were, they were disillusioned with the worshiping of, of, of the Greek mythological gods, and at the same time, the Jews were setting up synagogues all over the Roman Empire. And, and all of these factors that, that were set up here, they, they made the spread of the gospel much easier. The gospel is able to spread at this point in history very quickly. The time of Jesus' birth was perfect. And we could say in that, and, and, and we wouldn't be wrong, but, but, but that's not the biggest issue, just the timing in history. Um, the timing revolves around the sending, though. God sent his son, Romans chapter 8, verses 3 and 4, if you want to turn there, I'm going to read it to you, if you want want to just jot it down. Romans chapter 8, verse 3 and 4, it says this, for what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4 says, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What what, what the law could not do, Jesus does. And the sending is the key moment. The sending, God sending his son into time, that is the miracle. The sending is the touch point. It's, it's, It's the point between eternity and the now. We, be, we begin to see this when we look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. It says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Galatians chapter 4 verse 5 speaks of the adoption of sons. That we are brought into the family of God. Ephesians 1 5 has the same language, the adoption of children. As part of the plan that has been in existence before creation. As part of that plan for us. Because there is in Christ, there's no Jew and Greek. There's no slave and free. There's no male and female. It's it's not about being pigeonholed in some category um, or, or, or some status or some statistic. It's not about fitting in some kind of box. What it means is, as far as God is concerned, you have been seen, you have been known, you have been set apart for adoption all of us who have come to Jesus in faith asking him to save us we've been appointed to adoption the Jews that Paul was writing to in Galatia the the Gentiles that Paul was writing to in this setting us who read this Today, if we've trusted Christ as Savior, we have been adopted. We're no longer slaves. We're no longer servants of sin or the law. We're not under the law. We're not under the schoolmaster. We are in Christ. All of us have been under the tutelage of the schoolmaster, even when we couldn't see it or, or we couldn't feel it. But God had the plan in motion, and it means that you are loved by God. You are identified by God. You have a future with God that is blessed because at this moment in time, God sent his son. In Christ, you are going to get an inheritance because your family. there was this point in time even when you couldn't see it you didn't know all that god had for you 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 didn't know the inheritance that he was waiting to give you you, you felt constrained by the law. Uh, then at the right moment, the right timing, God sent. He sent his son. He sent this little child who would then walk among us 2,000 years ago. The one who grew, lived, ministered, was arrested. He was falsely accused. He was sentenced to crucifixion. He was beaten. He was mocked. He died. He was buried, and he rose again that is the son God sent but also in the middle of all the questions while the doubt, the fear, the anger, the hopelessness the waywardness, the rebellion somewhere into your life Jesus was sent there's this moment when you trusted Jesus to save you. You became a believer and you understood that, that, that God loves you and he always has and he always will for all eternity. For some of us, that is an instantaneous moment when, when we believe and, and, and we understood, we, we, we got it. For most of us, it was a realization that grew over time. We trusted Christ as our Savior, but we had to grow into all that that faith meant. For all of us, it means means security. At just the right time, God sent his son to make you realize that the road of slavery to the law is a detour. It's a dead end. It's a road with a bridge out. Then you see it. You see it. I'm a son. I'm a child. I'm no longer a slave. I'm not a slave to my past. I'm not a slave to the shame and the guilt. I'm not a slave to the rules. I'm not a slave to the regulations. I'm not a slave to the poor decisions uh, that I've made. I'm not a slave to the doubt and the fear. I'm not a slave to meeting other people's standards. I'm not a slave to, to the identity Identity that others impose on me I'm not a slave to the expectations of other people I'm not a slave I'm a son And we look at the father Galatians says Abba father the best translation of Abba is daddy I know that some of us have had good fathers and some of us have had bad fathers and some of us had had fathers kind of in the middle, but we do not want to impose those ideas upon God. He is a good father. So you can crawl up in your father's lap. And say, Abba, Father, I have sinned again. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And Abba is is running towards us saying, that's nonsense. I've been keeping an eye out for you since you left. You were never less than a son to me. See, it's the sending of God's son that makes that possible. You might say, Abba, Father, I can't even lift my eyes to the heavens because I'm so ashamed. Have mercy on me, a sinner. And Abba is wrapping his arms around us saying, You're justified just as if you have never sinned or have ever sinned. And it's the sending of God's Son that makes that possible. So, Abba, Father. I'm struggling each day to get by. The debt keeps growing. The shortfalls keep happening. And Abba comes alongside us with open hands and open hearts and says, Remember, I took care of the sparrows and you're worth so much more than some little bird. It's the sending of the sun that makes that possible. And when the time was right, God sent. How many moments do you need? Moments of realization, moments of truth. Sure, the moment you needed most was to know that you needed to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But how many other moments, those moments where where you were living out your inheritance, but, but, but for some reason you forgot about that, you forgot that you were set free and you begin to, 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 to live like slaves again and then you, you feel all that insecurity. And the God who sent his son then speaks to us Romans chapter 8 verse 15 and 16. It says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, you can never be more loved, more accepted than you are at this very moment because you are His Son too. There's nothing you could ever do to make him love you less there's nothing that you could do to disappoint him or cause him to turn his back on you and then we cry Abba father have 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 I done enough and he says you're my child so that isn't even an issue we say Abba father can 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 I reach the standard can, can I be good enough? And he says, you're in my family, and that's all you need to know. We say, Abba, Father, will you still care when I fail? And he says, you're my child. The failure has already been taken care of. And we say, Abba, Father, can you still love me even when I don't love you? And he says, you're my child. You've been adopted for always and forever. If you are saved, if you are in Christ, then you are not a slave. You are a child of God. You can have the confidence because God in his perfect timing in your life sent his son. And that is the miracle of this moment stand with your heads bowed and eyes closed Father this morning we just want to in our feeble way express some sense of gratitude and thanksgiving for your uh, for your unlimited wisdom for the timing of sending Jesus, your son, into the world 2,000 plus years ago. But we want to thank you for the moment that you sent Christ into our very life. The moment that we trusted this child, this sacrifice, this man, God, with the very salvation of our souls. Father, thank you for the wisdom of your timing. Thank you for all that you have provided us in Christ. That the suffering, the shame, the guilt, even our own pride and arrogance and hubris, thinking that we could do anything that could please you outside of Christ, all that is gone. we thank you for adopting us as your sons joint heirs we are now with your son christ thank you that we are in christ and that we are as accepted by you as he is thank you that jesus is our fulfillment of the law that the work is done And that we know that we will enjoy you forever because of that very moment. And we want to say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mike, would you come?